Hello and welcome to Shapreneur with BC Ubo on Africa Business Radio, the only show that spotlights and celebrates African women doing amazing and succeeding in their crafts, their career, and their business. We get to have life-changing conversations to find out how these Amazons succeed in their different businesses against all odds. So, welcome to the show. Today on the trivia, we put out a question on social media and got answers right back to help us learn important facts and history relating to women. So the question for today is, who was the first female judge in Africa and what country? And the answer is Florence Rita Ari. Florence Rita Ari was born in 1948 on the 18th of May in Cameroon. She studied law at the University of Lagos, Nigeria, and has a certificate in international law from the University of London. Ari was the first female Chief Justice of the Court of the Appeal. She served on the Supreme Court of Cameroon and was a Vice President of the International Criminal Tribunal for Rwanda. In 2014, she was appointed Director of Judicial Professions in the Cameroonian Ministry of Justice. She was the first woman to be appointed state counsel in Cameroon in 1974. She was appointed to the Court of Appeal in 1984 and in 1990 became the first woman appointed Chief Justice. In 2000, she was appointed to the Supreme Court of Cameroon. Florence Rita Are is president and founder of the Cameroon Association of Women's Judges and vice president of the International Association of Women's Judges. On International Women's Day in 2011, Ari was named one of Cameroon's 50 most influential women. Florence is a strong African woman who built her career in law and motivates us today that anything and everything is possible once you set your heart to it. I'll take a break now. When I come back, I go on to the next segment. Stay with us. Welcome back to She Motivates, where we pick and celebrate women across Africa. And today, we are celebrating Fumilayo Ransom Kuti. Fumilayo Ransom Kuti was born on the 25th of October 1900 in Abiokuta, Nigeria. Ransom Kuti was a Nigerian educator, political campaigner, suffragist, and women's rights activist. She was the first female student to attend the Abiokuta Grammar School. As a young adult, she worked as a teacher, organizing some of the first preschool classes in the country and arranging literacy classes for lower-income women. She was the first woman to drive a car in Africa. During the 1940s, Ransom Kuti established the Abiokuta Women's Union and fought for women's rights, demanding better representation of women in local governing bodies, and an end to unfair taxes on market women. Described by media as the Lioness of Lisabi, she led marches and protests of up to 10,000 women, forcing the ruling Alake to temporarily abdicate in 1949. As Ransom Kuti's political influence grew, 
she took part in the Nigerian independence movement, attending conferences and joining delegations to discuss proposed national constitutions. Ransom Kuti received the Lane Peace Prize and was awarded membership in the Order of the Niger for her work. In her later years, she supported her son's criticisms of Nigeria's military governments. She died aged 77 after being wounded in a military raid on family property. Ransom Kuti's children included the musician Fela Kuti, doctor and activist Beko Ransom Kuti, health minister Olikoye Ransom Kuti, and one of my dear friends, Yeni Kuti, the dancer and TV presenter. We've had women who've stood up for the rights of other women. And Fumilayo Ransom Kuti was one of them. We will never forget her sacrifice, her fight, and she will always remain in our hearts. I'll take a break now. And when I come back, we'll go straight into Shiro's. See you. Welcome back to the Shiro segment of Shepreneur with BC Ubo and Africa Business Radio. And once again, I have a Shiro who is a Nigerian film director, writer, and producer, specializing in romantic drama and comedy films. She began her film career in 2014 with the release of The Visit. The film was praised for minimal yet insightful cast, as well as the story and originality. It received two nominations at the 2016 African Magic Viewers' Choice Awards in Lagos. And she's gone ahead to produce many other movies. Welcome with me, Biodum Steven. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I like your voice. Like Aww. when I read that you used to be a radio personality, I was blown. Because oh. I had noticed from the voice that there was something about this voice, you know. And hearing that, I was like, wow, why didn't she continue? I think I should start that way. Why didn't you continue? <laughs> um, I think that I got busy. Radio was my first job mm. right after university. Mm. Um, someone had said to me, you're this English you speak. Come on, go and speak it on radio. And wow. so I was on radio for about two and a half years. I left it to go do co copywriting for another four years. Then left copywriting to come back to radio. Hmm. And then I got really busy. Then my film career picked up. And it was difficult, you know, having to juggle from set, dashing all the way to the station. Yeah. And so I had to say a very unpleasant goodbye. Oh, <laughs> but we hope you come back. I do want to come back. Because you have the talent, you have the skills. And we'd love to hear from you from a more matured perspective. Mm -hmm. Yeah, honestly. So let me ask you this. Yeah. First of all, welcome to the show. Thank you. How are you doing? <laughs> was it easy finding this place? Pretty easy. Apparently, my friend lives right on this road. Oh. So it was, it, was, it was quite easy finding a place. Okay. So why did you decide to be behind the scenes? So you are more into writing, producing, and directing. And not acting. Like a lot of people want to be out there. They want to be seen. Trust me, I wanted to be an actor for the longest time. Whoa. <laughs> I fell in love with film as an actor. And I really wanted to do that. And I think that back in the younger years, mm -hmm. it was difficult getting into the industry, you know. And then I was schooling in Ife. So it was a matter of prioritization. Mm. I can't be making that journey from Ife to Lagos to hustle for roles. Mm. And the roles were not even coming. And people would say, you know, oh, you have to be here. Or you have to. It, it was difficult. Mm. And I remember having a meltdown even years after. Not being able to get the roles. It became, you're six feet one. How am I going to pay you? 
you know, we don't have a yeah, lot. You know, now there are a lot of tall guys now. Yeah. Then there weren't there weren't so many of them. You know, how we're gonna pay you? Ah, the camera angle, your, your head will be seeing the light. Uh-uh. But, I mean, thank God now for a lot of advancement. Mm. There are ways. You know, then it was also a growing industry, so they were also limited to what they know. Mm. So when I decide, I, I think I, I would go for auditions. They would never say you didn't do well, but I just wouldn't get a call back. It was very There's depressing. nobody to pay you with. Yes, it was just depressing and sad. But then all along, I was still a writer. And I had a male that mother said, this acting that you are trying to pursue, <laughs> you have other things you can do now. <laughs> I like that, man. <laughs> Abby, you are on radio, so go and turn this your writing into a skill. Mm. go to film school mm. you will not let us hear what tell me a story tell me a story mm. and so he just said you know what let me pay for the school he found me a wow. school he found he did all the legwork with London wow. Film Academy paid I said I can't go without my children pack them and go wow yes was that what happened yes I took my kid and my daughter was in school then then my younger was still a baby and the oh. other one was in school she was in school there and he said because I said I can't leave my kids all of you just go just Try and be happy because it was a very depressing state. And, and I think that the moment I was able to accept that my, per- my place was behind the camera mm. and not in front of it, my career kicked off. Mm. Because now I'm in a place where I can pretty much write a film for myself and put myself right there. And I want. don't have the interest again. I mean, Are I just give serious? myself like cameos. Do one scene, do one wakapas. People be like, come on, do. Once you are telling me it's three scenes, ah, I'm mm. no longer interested. You found because another Because I think love. I found my place. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a touching story <laughs> on how uh, your partner can't see that you're not happy mm-hmm. and do whatever it takes to make you happy. A lot yeah. of people are still trying to get it right when it comes to, you know, having a spouse and wanting mm. to pursue a dream and there's nobody to support them. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about your movies for a bit. So mm-hmm. I've seen The Visit. <laughs> like, I love, I've seen that movie like five times. Wow. Because I just, I just loved it. And also Picture Perfect, I saw that in the cinema. And I realized that you do not work with so many casts. Mm. You work with a few casts, but there's a way you present your story that people can sit still mm. till the. F- I cried for um, Picture Perfect. What, what's the secret behind picking just a few people and mm. making it work? So to be honest, there was no particular strategy. When I wrote the, the visit, was the only thing I had a strategy. When I wrote the visit. Uh, fresh out of film school, I cannot come and kill my husband. Let's keep it small. <laughs> With funding. Yeah, you know, let's keep it small, let's keep it detailed. Mm. Um, so when I wrote it, 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 didn't, it ended up not funding the film because when I came back, I met um, the late Chris Jayibo, the owner of Koga, okay. who then said, I love this, let's do it together. So, but going forward after then, it's not been intentional to keep it small. But However, I really like intimate storytelling. I feel like when you have too many people and the one lead character has three friends, everybody's trying to talk, they are taken away from that lead character. Mm. I just want the lead character to shine, mm. to know that the responsibility of telling the story, interpreting this character, rests on you, the lead, and not your associates helping you to say some small line. So that when you realize that you are able to shine, and I think that that has worked for a lot of the people who have been in my films because... When we make these films, by the grace of God, people see them in a different light. Yeah. Because the responsibility of the film really lies on that character. And I'm able to then to juice out, you know, to stretch and to juice and to form this person into this character. And, mm-hmm. and it has helped. I really don't like plenty of people. Yeah. And, it, and it works. It works really because the viewers are... 
you know, are intimate with mm-hmm. the lead characters. Yes. You can connect. You can see them for their flaws and everything you want to, you know, tell them. But let me, you know, talk to you about the movie industry in the sense that it's growing in leaps and bounds. Yeah. And um, a lot of people are hopeful for what's coming next for Nollywood. What do you see in the nearest future for Nollywood? I think that the Nollywood right now is on the right trajectory. We are in a place where globally... So we used to be globally known to churn out a lot of films. But now the world is paying attention mm-hmm. because they see that we are not just telling stories. We're telling authentic African stories. We are taking out of production quality. We're taking out of picture and technicals. And they see the eagerness to partner with the world. And even more the fact that the world now is partnering. When I say the world, the Western world, Amazon coming in, Netflix coming in, trying to see. And I recently just heard that... Um, Will Smith is partnering with Ebony Life to do a film. Sony, awesome. Sony Pictures also partnering with Ebony. So it's not just that we're telling the stories. It's the world now paying attention to the story. I mean, we now have representatives on the board of the Oscars. Hmm. So wow. we are on the right path. And if we keep at it, which I know that a lot of you know more people, investors are coming in. We now have a lot of hungry creatives. Not just people who just want to make money. They have a passion for the work. They want to tell the stories. And they want to tell it and right. they want to tell it right. Mm. So we have a lot more influence of those people coming in. And so I think that, you know, Nollywood in the next five, ten years, we are right there with Hollywood. Mm. Right there with Hollywood. Yeah, the competition is tough. Yes. But we're there, right? Yes. We're I mean, if there. we can be in cinemas and you're seeing Nollywood titles making more money than a Hollywood title. Wow, wow. That's good news. (laughs) Okay, we'll take a break now. When we come back, we'll continue this conversation with Beardo Stevens. Stay with us. Welcome back. You're still listening and watching. Shipreneur with BC Ugo and Africa Business Radio. And I still have my delectable writer, producer, and director, Biodo Stewart. We've been talking. (laughs) (laughs) So let me ask you about collaborations. Mm -hmm. I do not see a lot of uh, people coming together to collaborate in terms of movie production. What do you think about collaborations and how can people understand that when you come together you likely make more mm. I think that um, there's been quite a number of collaboration and I think that the first epic collaboration we had was Wedding Party yes, which was the we know that, yeah. and there's been a number of other collaborations for instance my film coming out on Friday was a collaboration between mm. my company and another company Wow! and what it does is you just need to choose the right people have the same vision have the same goal mm. um, it's not about somebody trying to outdo somebody it's not mm. about somebody trying to exploit somebody mm. you both have the same vision the same goal and you're both passionate about the same thing so working with my collaborators David Wade was easy because they trusted me creatively and they came in from the business angle. We don't know creative, but we know business. Mm. How can we? And we I don't marry. know business. Mm. So how can we then marry? And so it was very easy to work together. So it's important that once you are able to find the right... So even when you are seeking for collaborators, you are not seeking to exploit your collaborator. Mm. And your collaborator is not seeking, seeking to exploit you as well because that's really the only place to go. Mm. If you have a story and you can direct, a company has equipment and somebody has a funny to pay for the actors... It has made your life easier. But as a producer, you're thinking cast fees, crew fees, equipment, their marketing. But if you're then able to collaborate, 
with other people and then collaborate with a distributor, mm. for instance, maybe film house. They've made your life easy. easy. So that's 100 million that you're looking to make with a lot of effort. You're not going to have to spend all that time. Other people are going to, and then you'll be very happy with your percentage, but at then you'd still be value for your time and peace of mind. Yeah, really. you, you mentioned something quite important that you need to understand and ensure that the person you're collaborating with, you're on mm -hmm. the same page. Exactly. Yeah, so that two of you at the end of the day will not there's go no to. Basbos. There's no basbos. <laughs> <laughs> now, what advice would you give to someone who is looking to get into production in Nigeria, movie production? I see a lot of people say, I want to make a film. Making a film is very, very difficult. Mm. Being a producer is the toughest job. And people think that being a producer is bringing money. That is you being just the executive producer. But you still need a producer mm. to produce the film. Mm -hmm. And there are so many things they won't tell you. So as a producer in the film industry, first thing you need to get right, the crew, assembling the people that work behind the camera, mm. getting the right director, getting the right uh, DOP, assembling the equipment, then casting. It's a lot of work. And I think that as a producer, let us remove ourselves from, let me bring money. Mm. No. <laughs> it's more than that. It is your money, you know, on the line. Every other person that is coming is being paid. Mm. Paid off. So really, it's your money. So you really need to put in the work to understand that. And please, do your research. Mm. I tell a Before lot of working with. Yes. Okay. Do your research. Don't go with the, oh, this person is the one that is raining now. Hmm. His rain does not mean that he knows the business. Hmm. Do your research. Hmm. Who is behind this person that is raining? So who is behind this actor? A lot of people just think that the actor that made the film is the owner of the film. That's a blatant lie. There's like an army behind that actor looking so good on camera. Mm -hmm. So don't go with the big names. Don't, don't be fooled. If you're going to go with the big name, do the research. This person behind the camera, off camera, how is he? Can I trust this person with my money? Can I work with this person? Because once you enter that thing, you put one leg inside. You are hooked. Your small money has gone inside. <laughs> you are hooked. You're just vomiting the money. Because mm. you are dead at that point. Just let this film come out. Come out, yeah. So do the research. Yeah, it's good to call me, but do the research. Get the right people and don't be swayed by the bravado. You know, the person on the gram or whatever. I've had people work with me just by seeing me on the gram. But then everybody was, I'm not eager to collect your money to mm. do things because mm. I want to sleep well in the night. So just do your <laughs> research. <laughs> She wants to sleep well in the ah, night. Ah, yes. <laughs> very, very interesting. Yeah, so let's talk about your new movie that's yeah. coming out on Friday. Uh, I saw the snippets yeah. and I was like, ah. so I couldn't understand what the story is mm. from just looking at mm. the snippet. I know, I, I, I know it's going to be very interesting, but... I couldn't say, okay, this is what will happen. You know, those mm. days we used to predict yes. Nollywood movies. We just say, hey. And that used to be a downside of yeah. Nollywood. <laughs> because you can tell from the beginning. Yeah. And if you pair the actors, you can tell mm -hmm. what is really happening. So tell us a bit about your new movie. So Bright Life tells the story of an irresponsible rich kid who is at loggerhead with his mother. And they've decided that they're going to part ways. But then the very next day he wakes up and nobody can recognize him in his family. Nobody. So he's kicked out. Um, he's first arrested for Amrob <laughs> and then he's kicked out of the house. And eventually, when he's trying to roam around, nobody, not his friends, nobody, his sister, his mother, the house help, the gate man, nobody could. Everybody said, We don't know no who you, you are. Even the police what? station where he had been previously arrested a few days ago by his mom, the man, the officers do not recognize him. Hmm. So, in trying to look for the one person who he thinks may recognize him, 
he he doesn't even know where to begin and so he was roaming around the streets ends up in a hood area and finds the bread seller that usually sells bread for their gate man and that's the only person that recognizes him mm. so he's introduced into a different world completely mm. from the luxuries you know he's um, was used to, used to grew up in completely different world wow. and so he has to then find his way and i can't, I can't wait exactly i can't wait to watch this movie on friday so let me ask you this mm-hmm. how do you know that this story would sell how do you pick a good story hey hmm so i don't ever know that a story will sell Hmm. I don't even know that the story will be here. So it's like how I wrote Picture Perfect. I wrote it, I think, and I was this. I, I had an argument with my husband earlier that day. So I was upset. I was in the room. And then my tailor called me. Hmm. It was a very classy, posh lady. And I just had a thing, you know. And my husband had told me, you just look at girl. Yeah, so <laughs> I just, and so that was what I was ringing in my head when my tailor called me. And that's how I wrote it. I didn't think that it will become so this particular story mm-hmm. you wrote it yes I read most of my stories I need to come and learn <laughs> <laughs> so brother life as well I wrote oh. you know, so I, I write most of my stories mm. so you so, just get inspiration yes. yeah. so um, I just put it out there and I just you know see it blossom mm. you know same thing I, I think when I read Looking for Bami in 2018 I was filming and I was writing so I was filming with Bimbo and Bolaji and I was looking at her and, and I just imagined something and I started typing. Yeah. And I said, I think I've written it. Let's go and shoot it. And we shot it and that film... Just blew. Blew completely. Looking for Bami became... Because I said, part two, part two, part mm, two. So we've done the, the sequel now. Always. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, some people say that um, most producers or directors, they cast actors that they perceive are influential because they do not want the stress of giving you clothes, giving you props. They want you to come with your own outfit. Your mm. So what, what do you consider? I, yeah, I've not seen any. <laughs> <laughs> so I always say to myself that I'm, I'm a holistic filmmaker. When I'm creating a character, I create them to how I want them to look. Mm-hmm. And most actors will tell you that they will not bring their clothes. I mean, if you cast all those, in fact, all those popular ones, they will not come with slippers. Mm, you have they to provide everything. Yes, because, again, they've been exploited over time, over the years. It's the new ones that are eager, that will pack wardrobe and come. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the new ones, so, but many times for me as a filmmaker, I always try to style. Mm. I mean, there are some things that you cannot get, like, I can't buy you shoe. If you're going to wear 10 shoe, okay, let me to bring two. Mm-hmm. Let me provide Bring you your shoe now, please. You know, and then trousers for instance for the guys mm-hmm. good guys please bring your pants because pants i be tricky you know for girls you know we always say just bring a little thing just in case, case. what we have mm-hmm. you know at least come with vest some tights some boob tube i'll be always supposed to supply that you know <laughs> um so th- i mean that's how and then because many times i like to work with prints ankara prints so Really, you can't really come with much to myself because I would have made the clothes. Mm. That's awesome. Except, of course, you meet someone who makes Ankara herself. Yes. (laughs) Uh Then I would then say to you, wear yourself Mm. and they will give you credit. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. So I planned that I was going to ask you about uh, how you bond with family. And then Mm. you walked into the studio today and you came with your daughters. (laughs) And I was like, whoa! (laughs) (laughs) So... How do you, I don't want to use the word balance. How do you bond with 
your family, your husband. You've already talked about your husband, how he supported you. Yes. And I'm a fan because <laughs> <laughs> I have someone who supports me. So yeah. I understand what it takes for yeah. a man to be behind you to pursue your dreams but how do you engage with your family because you're working most of the time i know yes, you're working most, most of, the of the time so with, with my husband and i think it's two separate um, relationships with my husband there's always a time for catch up once i'm back from work he will wait up we will just 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 like sleep off and when i wake up we continue the gist so we catch up um and then we catch up during the day always on the phone i mean mm. he just called me here a few minutes ago yeah. always on the phone with the kids because of school the kids are gone before I wake up. They go to school at 6.45. So before I get around waking up, they've gone. By the time I'm back from work, they've gone to bed. Mm. You know, So any free time I have, have, I try to... If they are free and they're not in school, they go with me to work. If I'm free and they are free, we're together. We try to catch up. We try to do a bit of dance. We just... Okay, go with like this whole week I'm doing um, media runs. They're going with me every day, mm. just so that we are able to catch up, spend some time, see Together. what mommy does, and also as a way to also inspire them, you know, because they are girls, you know, to inspire them to have a drive and find to work hard and to you know work hard and see that everything that mommy has achieved was sheer hard work and God's blessings. Mm. So would I, you would you would you want any of them to get into acting? So both of them have acted. In fact, my entire family. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my husband has been in like three of my films. Maybe one one scene. Are you kidding? Yes, but it's been about three or four of my How did you convince my... him to... <laughs> it wasn't so much of conviction. It's so much of command. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, it's, so it's Yeah, so it's like, there's this role. And I don't have anybody to come and play it. So what are you doing tomorrow? I'm okay, we'll see you tomorrow. We'll wow. Script. Wow. And then, and then after, I'm going to like, I stretch into the casting. I'm going to decast you now. But I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> wow but, so my children as well have all been in my film my first daughter has been in a film Becoming of Obi and she, she blew us away um, they've all been different things in the, on all my films once as a child role as a teenage role I don't bother hmm. so because it's difficult to manage kids Yeah. so I just my children I can manage Yeah. and because they also have a flair it. We don't encourage it. They know that they cannot go and act outside except for mommy's film. Mm. And for we, now, what for if now. the child says that's what I want to do? Is not very, so they know that there's no point. That is going to say no. But if it's mommy, that is going to say yes. Mm. <laughs> so, so if there's an opportunity, yes. But again, even with the roles, and it has to be that they are available. Mm, to be if they are not available, them. there's no point. We'll cast somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So what would you tell young people out there who would want to be like you someday? What advice do you have for us and them? Ah, um, <laughs> you cannot sleep and wake up to be like this. You mm. need to do the work. You need mm. to put in the time. And you need to constantly develop yourself. One hit is not enough. When you make a hit film, the pressure is more to make the next one a hit, to make the one after that a hit, mm. to make one after that a hit. And never get complacent. Never say, I've arrived. I make every film as if it's my first. Mm. I'm anxious. I'm afraid. Do you like it? Do you think it's great? Mm. Every time I'm making a film, it's like I'm starting my career all over again. And I like that about me because it helps me to want to put my best foot forward every Every time. time. Um, And to to girls, I would always say, if you have here, if you have something upstairs, if you have a talent, if you have a skill to offer, don't take the shortcut. Mm. Don't take the shortcut. It doesn't pay you at the end of the day. There's so much joy in everybody. 
I worked my way up. This was my process. Yes. Hmm. And there is no success story without a journey. Hmm. So that journey is important to inspire somebody else. You can't wake up and become successful. You got to put in the work. Hmm. You have to get to the top. You have to climb the ladder. Hmm. Any which way. You can't fly there. If not, God has given us wings. Hmm. You know? Why not birds? Yeah. So <laughs> put in the work and wait your time. Don't... Um, your time will come. Hmm. T- you can do 10 films, but your time will, will come. come. And when that time comes, you need to be ready to take hold of our opportunity. Piam! Just like that. <laughs> Thank you so much, Ria Thank, you, so Thank much you for, for stopping by to chat with us today and inspire us to do great. We love you, a ship renewal. <laughs> <laughs> we love you Thank too. Thank you. Thank you so much. And we wish you all the best. I'll be seeing your movie this um, Friday. Yes, Friday. April 16 is out in cinema. Yeah, Friday. So that's it on Shipreneur with BC Ubo and Africa Business Radio. Till I come your way again, stay blessed. Uh, uh,